Welcome to Code Talk, the podcast where we discuss building code and its impacts on residents and business owners right here in Fairfax County. You know, codes are written to accommodate all types of construction at a national and currently international level. The International Code Council develops construction and public safety codes through a governmental consensus process. These codes are constantly being changed over time through the International Code Council, and they're modified by some states. To explain more about code changes, we have with us today Anthony McMahon, a code specialist with the Building Division of Land Development Services. Anthony, thanks for being with us on Code Talk. Thank you for inviting me, Jim. Absolutely glad to have you here. And it, this is one of those where it sounds like this should have been episode number one of Code Talk because we're talking about code changes. Well, um, we we wanted to do the podcast on code changes now because we have some code changes coming mm-hmm. yeah. next month. Yeah, uh, the the uh, state is actually uh, going to adopt uh, a new uh, state version of the state code. Okay. And uh, they really don't ever adopt a new code. They only update what was previously uh, in the Code of Virginia. Um, so the the actual uh, printed version um, is, is in the Code of Virginia, and they just changed they make changes to the Code of Virginia to update hmm. that document. Okay. And when you reference next month, I want to make sure our listeners understand we're recording this in uh, kind of late August. So we're talking about September. September 4th of is going to be the date okay. of the uh, new code changes when they'll be active. Okay. Uh, so, again, we're talking about September. So if you happen to be listening to this in October of 2018, well, that's the old code because <laughs> it's already happened. Uh, let's kind of go back a minute. We're, we talk about code, and I think it makes sense that folks would understand that you write a code, and it's not going to be that way forever. Some, something has changed. You know, technology changes. Something occurs that's going to make that code have to be changed. But how often are we really talking about code changing? So the development process is ongoing. Um, as soon as and there's two there's two separate processes that we deal with the international or the ICC code change process. Um, it happens on a three year cycle, mm. and then the state code process also happens on a three year cycle. But are they on the same three years? No. <laughs> so um, the the international cycle uh, it goes through the process, and that concludes. They publish that model code, and then Virginia takes the model code, and mm. they go through their process to make changes. Some of the changes are administrative. Uh, some of them uh, deal with legal conflicts that are in the Code of Virginia versus the model code. Hmm. Um, so th- we go through that process, and it, it varies. Sometimes it's it's been two years. Sometimes it's been four years. But on average, it's every three years. Wow. Uh, so the whole process from the beginning of the model code process to the end of the Virginia code change process is about six years. Wow. Okay. Are are all states that way? I mean, is it, is it, is it natural for all 50 states to have 
take the model code from the international and develop their own state code? It is not. Uh, okay. Maryland uh, has a different process. Wow. Um, West Virginia, all, most of the most of the states have their own process. And some states leave it up to the localities, depending upon oh. how the state code is written. Uh, you may have differences from city to city, wow, uh, or from county to county within states. Wow, pretty tough for uh, for contractors, especially if they're trying to do work in multiple jurisdictions, multiple states, that kind of thing, to kind of keep up with all this. That's correct, um, and that's one reason uh, when uh, the powers that be decided to develop a state code. They wanted it to be uniform across the state. Mm, makes sense. Makes sense. We're talking about code code changes, and, and I guess somebody may say, well, why? why? Why is it important? Why are you talking about this? Well, we like the public to be aware, the contractors, the developers, even homeowners that this may affect, um, that mm, we're making changes constantly mm-hmm. uh, to make it better, All right. um, to address technological changes, new materials that come out, and we have to go through a process of uh, checking those materials to see if they're adequate and meet code mm-hmm. minimum code mm-hmm. requirements. So that, and then slowly they work their way into the code through right. the code change process. Yeah, bottom line, it's a safety issue. Correct. It all comes down to safety. Are there certain people that can, can you know, rewrite the code, make changes, uh, submit proposals, or, or can anybody submit a, a change? So the really cool part about code changes is anybody can oh, wow. submit a change. Interesting. Um, so, and it's, uh, years ago, the changes were all kind of pen and paper, and it was an arduous process uh, moving. It took a long time. Sure, yeah. uh, now, uh, the the change process is, is primarily online. Hmm. Um, you can write the code change online and submit it, and the public can see it once it's uh, made public, and... You can actually have a work group of different people working on that code change at the same time, uh, all online. It's really a neat uh, system that they yeah. have now. Yeah. Well, I'm just to do tr- that like you said, get more involvement, streamline it, probably even make it faster. I'm, it I'm it does. Yeah. It, it's made it uh, a lot nicer to uh, do the code changes. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the uh, state of Virginia in September 2018 has some changes coming up. So what happens, say, a designer is currently working on a plan in August of okay. 2018. September 2018, the state code changes. What happens with that designer's work? So uh, the state code is written in a way that gives them a year, up to a year, from the adoption date to choose do they do they want to use the old uh, oh. version of the code or the new version? Gotcha. And it's it's for the it's primarily for those big projects where there you know there's multiple years of design work that's already gone into this project uh-huh. and they're at the finish line but they're not going to make it before the code the um, the code change happens. So um, that's what that's for. Uh-huh. It's built in there by design to allow them. Gotcha. 
to submit a chain or to submit their project under the old code. Okay. So does the state of Virginia do they do that? Um, I, I'm sure there's an economic reason, but are there other reasons for allowing the older version of the model code when the, the when the when a current when a uh, a newer version is published? I guess. It's primarily so that uh, the designer doesn't have to go back and redo everything yeah. he's done in the last two, three, five years, Time, however long. Money, a lot of stuff Correct. like that, yeah. And I'm assuming that the changes in code, are they're not going to be any significant issues by allowing that older code to be used. Um, typically, we've been using it for several years. Now, if there was a serious... Uh, Safety issue, um, they have come back and done errata or interim amendments to the code. Mm, okay. So if there's something that's just so uh, bad that, that they can't wait till the next code cycle, gotcha. there is a process to do that. Gotcha. Um, if, if they haven't done that with in the interim, then uh, the old code is safe enough for yeah. them to use. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, up until a year after right, the new right, code's adopted. Right. You talked about this earlier. The ICC has the international code, which I guess is like the standard, but then Virginia, other states, other localities use that model code to, to change it, to modify it. I, I, I guess a, a basic question, and maybe should I, I should have asked it at the time, is but why? Why does Virginia or any locality change that that model code? So, and I touched on a little bit earlier. Um, sometimes uh, there are legal conflicts oh, with yeah, with right. the model code versus what state law already has on gotcha. the books. Um, sometimes it's as simple as wording or definition that's in the state code. Um, <laughs> may be different from what's in the uh in the model mm, code so okay. they have to okay. they have to try to get rid of those conflicts okay um other things are um sometimes it's decided at the state level um that something is is too restrictive hmm. um for instance in virginia uh they have the last two code cycles amended out the requirement for fire suppression systems in single-family dwellings. Oh, okay. So the, at the state level, that decision has been made uh, based on economics or whatever the, the, the right. decision was right. made upon. Um, so those are some of the things that okay. they do at that process. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, uniform statewide building code. What does that mean? That's the long name for <laughs> for it. It's Virginia's version, uh, and the name the name implies that this the code is uniform across the state. That's right. the, the the implication there. That if you go from county to county or locality to locality, that you have the same set of rules uh, to build by. Um, now, zoning is a separate issue. Good point. Um, proffers, uh, those are separate issues. Um, those are those are not covered by building code. 
So you those may be more restrictive than building code or have other requirements that aren't in the building code. Okay, okay, good, good. Um, we talked about this earlier. Um, a lot of this uh, code changes it is moving online. Anybody can submit mm-hmm. changes of that type of thing. Is it a just a, a rolling process, or or are there actual deadlines uh, to um, for, for code changes, uh, specifically for Virginia? So for Virginia, the uh, Department of Housing kind of runs the show okay. for the code change process. And once they decide that there is going to be a code change process, uh, they they publish a notice that, okay. hey, we're going to do this process. And they set a tentative schedule mm-hmm. for work group, um, the, the groups that get together and discuss. Right. It's kind of like a committee uh, to discuss the changes. Okay. You mentioned uh, earlier uh, September 2018 there's going to be new uh, Virginia code. Uh, where can I or anyone listening, if they're interested, uh, get a copy of that uh, new code or just the, just the changes or the, the whole thing? You know? So the, the 2015 model code is available at ICC's website and the changes or the state amendments is available at the Department of Housing's website. Virginia Department of Housing. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Um, And we talked about the date. So Virginia, uh, September 2018, going to have the new changes. And then we're assuming it'll be like three years from now. Mm -hmm. uh, They'll they'll have another one. Uh, You've got a big book with you here. Folks can't see it, but that's the the international... um, this is a book that kind of uh, goes over a lot of the process um, of the code change. It's a book that I used as a reference for one of my certifications. Mm. Um, it's called The Building Department Administration, third edition, and the International Code Council actually publishes the book. Okay. Um, if they really wanted, if someone really wanted to get involved with the process, and uh, read about it. Um, they could uh, purchase the book or maybe check it out from the library. Right. And uh, it has a lot of historical information hmm. about how the codes came about, why we do code changes, um, and then it gets into the particulars of how to run a building department, the oh, financial okay. parts, okay. and the human resource right. parts of it. Okay. From that in-depth you know, knowledge to the knowledge that someone in the building industry would need to know. Kind of what's the what's the bottom line for when we're talking code that they need to be aware of? Um, I would recommend that anybody that deals with building uh, at least have a copy of the current uh, Virginia code to reference. Um, it's they're online now, mm. so that. You, you, I pull it up regularly on my phone to look up code sections. Interesting, yeah. Um, it, it, it loads relatively quickly and is pretty easy to navigate. Um, not having the current version, if you're working off of a, an older version, you may not have one of those changes that may uh, mean something to right. you. So, and cost you later. Well, uh, yeah, you don't want to find out 
after you've built something that it's built wrong right. because the code changed right. and you weren't aware of it. Gotcha. Um, final question I've got, I guess, unless something else pops up in my mind. If someone, um, kind of a code geek like you, <laughs> but but want to get more involved uh, maybe in a code code change, maybe specifically something that they've been working on, have come across, and they thought, you know, this really should be changed, updated, or whatever. Is there someone they should contact? Kind of where should they go? So um, the Department of Housing uh, could help them. Um, there's contacts, uh, again, on their website. Um, they could um, – there's a couple of state organizations that are nonprofit, uh, the Virginia Building and Code Officials Association. Mm are very active in code change. And uh, Virginia Plumbing Mechanical Inspectors Association, uh, they do plumbing mechanical code changes. And the International Association of Electrical Inspectors uh, kind of track the electrical changes. Mm, okay. And one of the advantages, anybody can become an associate member of any of these organizations. Mm. They form committees to re do research on all of the proposed code changes okay. that come in. And um, one of the advantages there is you have the group uh, doing the research and you can sit in on the committee uh, meetings even and see what, it, you know, that the, all of these are, are professionals in the industry, right, code right. professionals. So you can see, you know, what they think and you can present something to them before you take it oh, right. to the, um, yeah. you know, the go through the process. You can kind of run it by them to right. see what they think about right. it. That's good feedback there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything I haven't asked you, any final, uh, final thought from your perspective that we need to know when we're talking about code or code changes specifically? Um, I don't think I can't think of anything, and this has been kind of a, you know, 30,000-foot overview. Sure, sure. Um, one thing I will say is that uh, one of the other drivers for code change throughout history has been terrible events, mm. natural disasters. Yeah. Um, uh, Skyline Towers is one here in the county that some may remember, and you can go online and kind of research that. Um, it was before there was a state code uh, per se um, had the building uh, they had they were doing some concrete work and removed forms or shoring that was holding up the concrete before uh -huh. they should have uh -huh. um, but, and part of it was uh, they just didn't wait on the concrete to cure long enough before they did that so it, it caused a collapse that killed multiple people right um, well it seems like out of tragedy or something always comes you know uh, uh, something good hopefully but regulation or some type of thing to make sure that it happen again that's what we're talking about we're talking about building codes correct unfortunately uh, sometimes it takes something like that in order to drive the change right. necessary to protect right the the general public from okay. from things like yeah. that 
Well, Anthony provided uh, several resources, so if you'd like to get more information, you can obviously go there. And Anthony, thanks for, for being on Code Talk with us. Talk about this subject. A lot of, a lot of stuff to keep up with, so thanks for doing that. No problem. <laughs> I, I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Anthony McMahon with us. Uh, to find out more information on land development services, you can go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash landdevelopment. If you need to reach the building division, you can call 703-631-5101 or email them at ldsbdmail at fairfaxcounty.gov. That's ldsbdmail at fairfaxcounty.gov. Thanks again to Anthony. Thanks again to you for listening to Code Talk. The Code Talk podcast is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.